This is WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. Coming up next, Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Brought to you by Starlandia Supply, located in the heart of the Starland District of Savannah at 2438 Bull Street. Starlandia Supply works to make art making more accessible to everyone by lowering the price of supplies through reclamation and trading. Starlandia helps customers recycle gently used art supplies and materials and also carries a fine selection of new materials including Windsor Newton, Liquitex, Faber Castle, Montana Spray Paints, and Copics. Moreover, Starlandia Supply is the only locally owned art store in Savannah. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. More information can be found on Facebook by searching Starlandia Supply or at starlandiasupply.com. Shop local. Shop Starlandia Supply. Welcome to Art on the Air, with your host, Rob Hessler. This is an hour-long interview show dedicated to the visual arts in and around Savannah. Each week we interview artists, curators, art writers, and art advocates on their theory, practice, and current projects, as well as the state of the visual arts in our community. This week, we welcome Sam Williams, a.k.a. Sam Cole, into the studio. Sam is a photographer and also director of Cedar House Gallery. We also have three field notes. First, we spoke with Shay Garrigan, the current artist-in-residence at Cedar House, all about her project, which centers on the Savannah drag scene. We also talked to Lisa Rundstrom about the Hello Neighbor Community Pride Parade. And we caught up with our good friend Christopher Monroe to get all the details on the upcoming lecture series at the new Cultural Arts Center. Now here's your host, Rob Hessler. This is Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air. Welcome to the show. It's 3 o'clock here on a Wednesday. And I am in the studio today with my in-studio guest, Sam Cole, a.k.a. Sam Williams. Most people in town probably know her as Sam Williams. Welcome, Sam. Good to have you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So glad to have Sam. Now, she is a photographer, and we've shared a number of her pieces up on the Art on the Air Facebook page, which you can get a look at. 
And she's also the gallery director over at Cedar House Gallery. Sam, what's your Instagram and stuff if people want to check that out as well? My personal Instagram? Yeah, yeah. So my personal Instagram is Sam Cole Studios, which I'm like, it's been quite a few different names throughout the time. Which, That's fine. You know. Once you follow it once, you stick with it. <laughs> yeah, this one I think is the one. I mean, I am finally officially Sam Cole, which <laughs> took quite a process, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, and then you yeah. also have Cedar House Gallery SAV, yep, is that yeah. right? Is also mm-hmm. the Cedar House Gallery Instagram. And, uh, and of course, that's a great space in the Starland District right off of Abercorn there. And um, one of my favorite up-and-coming spaces, I will say. And Sam does a great job over there. And in fact, I mentioned that we're going to have a field note with Shay Garrigan. Shay is the artist-in-residence over there right now doing a really incredible project And she is one of about 250 artists that we have interviewed here at Art on the Air over the past 99 episodes. This is episode number 99. Sorry you didn't get to be episode number 100, Sam. Eh, That's all right. (laughs) And this show, Art on the Air, of course, does not happen unless we are supported by you listeners out there. Of course... Nobody tells me who I have to interview here. This is a totally independent radio station. We're a little bit funky, a little bit weird. I think that's that fits uh, many of our our guests. Although Sam, you're kind of an ordinary. You're you're. I don't want to say you're ordinary. I mean, we did you did do. Oh, a... I'm weird. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, but weird's normal, right? Right, <laughs> right, like right, that. right. I'm and, a walking uh, contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, of course, again, we've been able to have 250 artists on during our show over the last 99 episodes, and but in order to do that, we really need your support out there, and we're in the middle of our pledge drive, and so one of the ways that you can support that is by going to wruu.org. And making a donation. And there's lots of different ways that you can do that. You can make a monthly donation. You can make a one-time donation of $107.50, which will put you in the category of one of our serious fans. And you will get the WRUU Travel Tumblr if you make that donation. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way to do it. Now, it doesn't really matter, though, if that's not what you can afford. That's what I do every year. I'm I'm a host here, but I'm also a supporter of this station But really, any gift will do. You can do $5 a month. That's $60 a year. $10 a month is $120 a year. That's barely the the cost of a cup of coffee every week. So it's definitely what most people can do. So if you're a fan of this show, or if you're one of the 250-plus guests that we've had on this show, please head on over to wruu.org right now and make a donation to help keep the station supported. And in fact... If every one of those 250 guests became serious fans at the $107.50 per year level, we would completely fund the station for the entire year. Art on the Air could fund WRUU for an entire year. So consider doing that. Let's move into our show today. Again, I'm going to start the show with our interview with Shay Garrigan over at Cedar House Gallery. And when we come back, we'll get into our in-studio guest here. Sam Williams, a.k.a. Sam Cole. But first, Shay Garrigan. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I'm with Shay Garrigan at Cedar House Gallery, and we're going to be talking about her residency project. Why don't you tell us what you've got going on here, Shay? I'm creating sculptures from mannequins and photo emulsions of our local drag queens. 
that hopefully illustrate and embody their creativity and their courage and just all that they are and what I admire. That's a great lead into what I really wanted to ask you because I came by Cedar House during First Friday last week and I walked into the space and I noticed that there was actually a very large chain of drag queens walking down the stairs and that reminded me that you had your studio upstairs. So talk a little bit about that because I'm in your studio now and I know that you're making these sculptural pieces, but the actual interaction with the drag queens is a very important part of the project. It is a very important part of the project. I've been friends with them for some time. One of the first drag queen shows that I went to in town, it just struck me. I couldn't pull my eyes away from any performance that was happening and I was just enamored. So I found a project that I could do with them and went up to one drag queen, Toyota Mitsubishi, and said, hey, I would love to make this photo series of all of you. How are you taking who they are and moving that from the person that's standing in front of you to these sculptural pieces? So each sculpture is a half of a photograph of an individual drag queen's face that I'm adhering to it. So each sculpture will have part of their character. Like Regina George, for instance, will she'll describe herself as a rat, and she is, but you can't help but love her. She is small, but she is fierce. So for her sculpture, for half of her face, the other half is going to be chrome, similar to a mirror. So you can see yourself, and it kind of speaks to vanity. But she'll also have pearls that will cascade down her with a large, elaborate wig that's similar to the French Baroque, where everything is extra and bold, and it's going to be in your face, but not for you, but for themselves. Talk about your relationship here with Cedar House as well. Obviously, Sam Williams is in the studio today live. Kind of curious how you ended up in this space and doing this project. Actually, how I ended up in this space was I was in a moment where a lot of people are, where they're kind of stuck between crossroads of what are you going to do? And I had an artist, pro- or I had a proposal already to go for a residency that I was so gung ho about and I wasn't granted it. You know, I'm really appreciative of whoever was granted that, but I just kind of took that energy and I went to this gallery that I knew Sam Williams was in charge of and was like, hey, I know you're not doing an artist residency right now, but I have a whole proposal that's ready to go and I would love to be your first artist residency. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really where it started. I knew that this space would be a warm, welcoming space to create this work in and would be a fantastic home to show this controversial body of work that would hopefully allow people to come into a comfortable space, be able to talk about (laughs) the oddities that are in front of them, and just make it accessible and comfortable. You mentioned that you're going to be having a sort of an ultimate presentation First Friday, November here, which will, of course, be tied into First Friday in Starland. So what can people expect on that First Friday? What people can expect is what I'm so excited about and the whole community aspect of it, quite honestly. So what they can expect is not only my finished body of of sculpture series, they can expect photographs that I've taken in the past. They can expect a show in tandem with my show that is called She, and it is various works of various mediums from artists within the community talking about femme and beauty related topics 
And then finally, there will be live performances from some of our local drag queens at the show. Some of the queens who are in the sculptures, who are in the photographs, and doing whatever they need to express at the time. One of them is going to literally be a sculpture, another is going to be Picasso, and another will be soaking wet with singing some sort of song, and I have no clue what that's going to turn out to be, but I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great event, and it sounds like a really interesting and important topic as well. Shay Garrigan, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. Thank you so much, Rob. And it does sound like a, an amazing event. I can't wait. We were Sam and I were over here talking about what she's doing and what and how it kind of all went down and and Sam you said that you knew you know Shay you knew Shay before this all happened she she kind of alluded to that in that conversation so you knew her before before she came to you so Shay is actually one of the first people I ever met at SCAD she was ah. in my very first college course ever drawing one. Oh wow <laughs> first day Monday 8 a.m. And so I've known her since day one here in Savannah. Um, but she was also part of my graduating wow. class in photography as well. So we were kind of every now and then we were like, hey, it's you. We have the same class again. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, it's a really cool project. And I talked about it in the interview of just like going there this past first Friday. And I know her her exhibition is going to be concluding on a first Friday, November 1st. But I went there this past first Friday where she was doing the photo shoot and I'm walking and you have that those beautiful big stairs that go up into the second floor of Cedar House Gallery. And there was just this parade <laughs> of drag queens coming down the stairs. And it was just we were just talking. There was such great energy at the space mm -hmm. this past Friday. And I'm excited for her project because I think it's really going to bring a lot of people in. I think so, too. I'm I'm excited. This is like I said earlier, this is our first um, residency and this one is so much fun. So like, I can't wait to see what comes. Are you gonna? Are you, do you think you're gonna continue with the residency thing then? Yeah. So we were actually gonna hold off on doing a residency because we have a carriage house in the back. Yeah. And we actually wanted to get people from out of town. They would stay here. We give them the garage studio, so it'd be like a living quarters as well. Right. Right. Um. But right now we're kind of not ready to tackle that. We gotta fill the whole house first. We got so much space in that huge mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when Shay came in, I was like, Yeah, we got a spare room. Let's do it. Yeah, and it's that weird space that's like the transitional space between one studio and yeah. the next. So like you have to walk through it. So an artist has to kind of be comfortable with that. Exactly, which I think is great because the way Cedar House is becoming is all of our artists are so relaxed. And everyone's like, hey, I'm just working on this piece and I'm struggling here. Can I just get an opinion? Or everyone's helping everyone out. So having that like transition from our residency, she really does have the resources to go to like our our painter, our ceramist, I'm right there downstairs. So mm -hmm. she's kind of like in the heart of the actual house where everyone knows she's right there, front and center. And that's everyone's awesome. excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. I'm your host, Rob Hessler, and our in-studio guest is... Sam Williams, Sam Cole. I'm going to need to just choose one. I mean, what, should I go Sam Cole? I mean, we're here talking about your art. I kind of feel like that's your okay, artist I'll, name. Okay, I'll be Sam Cole. I mean, yeah, if this is about me, then I guess I'll be Sam we'll, Cole today. We'll do Sam Cole. And maybe the second half will switch to Sam Williams so we can confuse people. Like Cedar House Gallery, yeah, Sam yeah. Williams. <laughs> uh, let's give a proper introduction here because I've got a short bio and then I kind of want to get into your background because... And I think people are starting to get to know you as gallery director over at Cedar House, but you're also an artist and I and an artist first. So I want to kind of 
I want to spend a lot of our discussion time today talking about that. So artist Sam Cole, known to many as Sam Williams, has always had a love and passion for the arts, but never has been able to settle on one medium. Photography, however, is where Sam's heart is, particularly alternative printing processes that allow her to be more hands-on. In addition to being a fine artist, Cole runs Cedar House Gallery, which allows her to be part of other mediums and help artists make their dreams a reality. Well, let me say an official welcome to you now to <laughs> Art you. on the Air, Sam. So, yeah, let's talk about because one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on today, and we're going to have a broader discussion about this, is that, you know, you're an artist first, but then you run a gallery, which takes up a lot of your time. And I found that to be interesting and a connection between you and I, because I do this radio show and I write for, for Do Savannah and I've written now for Connect Savannah as well. So I spend a lot of time doing art advocacy, doing other jobs that are helping other artists and, you know, it's I think at times we get so wrapped up in those other things that we kind of like maybe people forget, oh, yeah, you're actually an artist first. And that's where you come from. So let's take a step back. When did you kind of first start getting into art? Were you one of those like kids who was like making all weird, you know, sorts of weird and interesting art projects very young or how did it come to you? Oh, yeah, I was that kid in like preschool who was always doing everything art related um, while other kids were eating crayons and drinking the glue, oh, I was like, no. so delicious. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say. <laughs> I was too busy coloring with them. <laughs> but I even remember, like, in kindergarten, I was that kid. We all had, you know, this is how you make the face. The nose is a triangle. The eyes are the circles. And I started drawing oval eyes and half a triangle nose. And I would get yelled at because I'm doing it wrong. So, you know, I had creative freedom, but mm -hmm. it was wrong back then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've always been pushing the boundaries of art. And even in college with like a lot of my series, I was a photography student. That was my major. So I'm supposed to be doing photography. Well, how can I push photography? Right, right. It's very simple. You know, you take a picture, you print it out. There's your series. But we had alternative print process classes. And I started printing on wood, metal. I started creating paper out of like leaves. I was like mm -hmm. really pushing it. And I had basically the photo department divided at one point where it was like, man, she's doing something great. She's like new things. She's trying stuff. And then other people were like, well, I don't even think it's considered photography anymore. This is mixed media. She's not even <laughs> printing from a printer. Like, oh, God. Oh, it was it was great. But at the same time, you know, there are those moments that get you down where I'm like, crap, the one professor I have is not on my side. So everyone else, the other professors that I didn't have were like backing me up. Right, right, so right. So luckily I passed. <laughs> I, you know, I was top of the class. Everything was great. But man, there were times where I was like, man, I'm not even going to make it through college because I'm doing something new. Is this wrong? Well, I mean, and if there's not a place to experiment, and first of all, well, there's a couple of things I think that are interesting there that you're bringing up is that, you know, if there isn't a time to experiment, I mean, when, when are you going to experiment other than college? Like oh, you don't exactly. have any, there's no expectation other than learning, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. like, what's the, why wouldn't you at that time take some chances? Yeah, it, that's exactly how I felt. And like my parents, my friends were all pushing me to keep going with it. And then, of course, there's those few professors. And at that time, the photography building had transitioned into Alexander, which was mm -hmm. the painting building. 
And I was doing these things that I had created called digital monotypes. And that's actually the pieces I have up on the Facebook page that yeah, you posted. Yeah, on the Art on the Air Facebook page. Um, so people can take a look at those. And actually, I just want to mention, those were very popular. I was, this week, people were very engaged in your in those pieces. Oh, so people seem to like those. So I'm sure I, that makes you feel they good. They raise a lot of questions. Everyone's mm. like, oh, these are so cool. Or it says monotypes. Are these prints? And very like, painterly, I, I get I that say all too. the time. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, they're so paint. Are they paintings? Oh, they're so dreamlike. What are these? And I'm like, well, here, you know, let me tell you what they are. They are photographic prints. Mm -hmm. I print them on a sheet of plexiglass vertical. So I found a way to kind of make it adhere to the plexi for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of manipulate it. I go in with alcohol and I do, you know, kind of make it so it's able to come off. Then I hand press them into cotton-based papers. And from there is how I get the monotype. Because a monotype is printed on usually through a printing press, though. So it is a digital process, but it's also a one-of-a-kind monotype. Mm -hmm. So it's taking a printmaking and photography together. And I actually discovered this process when I was traveling in France. I did do the Lacoste program through SCAD. Mm -hmm. And that was about a year ago, right? Am I or In 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay, so two years ago. Mm -hmm. I know. God, it feels so like I want to go back. <laughs> I miss it. But I've, I was... I've been to Europe a few times, yeah. and I tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the art there is just another level. It is. It's so different. And like, oh, I was the person, the photography that I did growing up and like when I came to SCAD, I never did landscapes. Mm -hmm. Everyone always like had these landscapes or sunsets or something when they would come to class. And I'm like, how many times can I take a picture of a sunset? Like I'm from Florida, mm -hmm. like on the beaches, <laughs> every cafe, every single one is like a sunset on the beach. And I'm like, okay. So I always was like, I'm never going to do <laughs> landscapes ever. I like that's what I said coming to college. Then I went to France. <laughs> uh. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I finally understand. And looking at the views, the mountains, the vineyards, and like I went in the fall, so all the mm. leaves were changing. I was just like, I'm never going to leave this place. Uh, I never put down my camera. I took way too many photos. And I had packed all my printing supplies with me. And I went through it in like. I want to say like the first few weeks. Well, I mean, but that's so great. And I think last week we on our on the show, we had Daniel E. Smith and he's a painter and he was talking about he has become known for doing some marsh paintings. And he was talking a little bit about that. And they're very popular. So people like purchase them a lot. So, of course, he makes them because there's a demand from his collectors to do these pieces. And he talked about that, about how like he can only do landscapes of the places that he knows right so if the place you know doesn't interest you whether it be landscape cityscape or what the surroundings are that's not going to inspire you to do work but then if you go to a place where then the landscape around you is just an entirely new and different it might ignite something else in you yeah and i think that's exactly what it did to me and like i said i couldn't put down my camera and then when i went through all my photo supplies and all my printing material that i had packed in my suitcases all of a sudden finals were here and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have no materials left. I have a camera. I can obviously still take pictures and upload them and whatever. But I can't come to the class and be like, hey, here's my thumb drive. Just, you know, <laughs> put it on the computer or something. So I had to get creative. I was ah. taking a printmaking course, a travel portfolio course. And um, my travel portfolio course was where I had the finals and I had to show a body of work. And I was like, OK, what do I have? I have cotton-based papers. 
I have a bunch of brayers and rollers and pressy oh. material things. And I just started, and I had hand sanitizer as well. <laughs> um, and that's where I got the alcohol to remove the ink. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. I started basically printing images on my plexi sheet, which I had for making monotypes in my printmaking course. And it all the ink just started going everywhere. I was covered in ink. Everyone was like, what the hell's wrong with this girl? Oh, my God. Like, I was up till probably, like, five every morning just experimenting and experimenting. Yeah. And then finally I was like, Eureka, I got it. <laughs> and I used the rubbing alcohol. I used the hand sanitizer. I was able to adhere it to the, the plexi long enough to hand press it into the papers. And then I decided, okay, now I need to make these bigger. So I got one of my friends, and as it came out of the printer, we'd both have to grab it right at the same time, and we would just immediately hand press it into the paper. And some worked, some didn't, some were just like these inky messes. And then when you got that really pretty one, I was like, that's it. That's what right, we have to do. Right, right. Now we can't change a thing. <laughs> Right. Well, and it's, you know, it takes that organization too to like know, okay, I just, this is what I did. I have to follow this exact procedure, learning, eliminating, things like that, like learning how to do it. But I mean, I think that's fascinating. It's like, that's that ex sort of experimentation that we're just talking about. Like that, if there isn't, if that isn't the reason for studying art in school, like going through that process, when you have that opportunity because you're in this other place you're not you don't have a job mm -mm. you know you have your job is school and yeah. so like you can do that stuff and like experiment and learn like that and develop a new technique for yourself yeah the hand sanitizer technique oh, yeah the hand sanitizer technique i mean it was so great and you know i got at the time i was there it was a the class there was 80 students mm. so everyone was talking everyone was like oh man she finally figured it out she finally go to bed at a reasonable hour and not keep everyone up in the house because i was in this <laughs> house living with 20 other artists in this one like mansion that we had and then you know all the professors are talking and it was such a big deal it was a great time and the the people i was studying there with were actually painting majors and printmakers. Mm. So they were all really impressed. Of course, and they're on board with it totally. Yeah, and then I get back, and I'm now a senior here at SCAD, and I'm like, okay, I want to see how far I can push the series, how big I can get them without like the ink dripping everywhere. I actually have a press here now, too, right, in yeah. the building. So I started going with it, and that's when all the professors kind of half turned on me. And like the one I was actually in my senior portfolio class was like, "Yeah, you can't do this." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> it yeah, was just yeah. I just kept asking. I'm like, "Why? Why not? Like, give me one good reason." And no one could come up with a reason, well, so I did it anyway. Yeah, and I mean, as you should. I think it's just you know, it's interesting. Like what you're doing is acting in my in my personal view. Like, that's what real being a real artist is anyway. I mean, we don't really, you know, like, I mean, my degree was in sculpture and then I got into drawing and then, you know, then eventually that transitioned into some performance art. And like now I'm kind of doing mm -hmm. some sculpture again. And and it's like when the doors are open and you can kind of do whatever, whatever you need to do to to satisfy the nature of what of the project you're trying to do is what matters, not like fitting yourself into some tiny little no. box. And that's the thing too, like the class I remember, the course I was taking, this senior portfolio, every time I would go in for critique day with this this body of work, we would get back a sheet that would tell us kind of what we were doing wrong, what we need, he wants to see more of. And mm -hmm. my critique sheet all said, hey, we want research. My professor was like, I need to see research. I'm like, well, no one's done this before. 
how can I find research on something that's never been done before? And so I did do research on like out of focus photography, things that are blurry, Mm -hmm. um, creating shapes. And I also did a whole study on memory. And so my first series of this collection that I did this process with was a whole study on memory and how we would, when we think of the memory, we can't think of everything or we just see what we want to see and the rest is kind of blurred out or when we have a dream, you may not see the person's face. So I started playing with this process, which is blurry, and then I would choose one little subject in each and kind of bring it back into focus. So this whole process it's been like trial and error what people tell me i need to do what people tell me i don't need to do and then there was a certain point where i'm like okay i cannot please everybody so i'm just gonna do what i want to do i'm going back to landscapes so i did the body of work it was a series of 22 images i did one for a florida series because i decided to go back right and do some landscapes there and interesting Uh, i did go to the keys though which is not where i'm from (laughs) (laughs) but you know I did go to the beaches and all that stuff. And then I did a short series on Savannah. And of course, I did Wormslow. I did Forsyth Park. I did River Street. And then I took a bunch of landscapes from France, which is where I feel like I got my start. So I had to include them. Right. And I had my senior show. And I actually had the most sales for a senior that year. Oh, good for you. Um, The show was, it was actually at Oglethorpe Gallery, which is now no longer yeah, with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... During that show and having those sales and people then coming to me and saying, wow, this is incredible what you've done, I really felt at home finally. Yeah. Because like you said, you kind of dabbled in different drawing things and you were an artist here and there. I was too. I did ceramics in high school. I did drawing courses. I I did painting. not a painter, but I did painting. Right. But, you know, I just... But you're also using rollers and you're using print presses Mm -hmm. and you're using, uh, you know, you're experimenting with materials. I mean, so the reason why I was a sculpture major in college was because you could do whatever you wanted to in sculpture. And I mean, it's not really about sculpture. But that's how I felt about photography. That when I found photography in my sophomore year in high school, I realized I could do everything. I, I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point. Then I realized there was math involved, and I was like, oh, forget that. <laughs> Never mind. But I lived by the beaches. I went to SeaWorld a lot. I did a lot of different programs growing up, and they allowed me to photograph everything. Mm. Um, I also worked at the zoo back home for two years, and I thought I wanted to be a vet at one point as well. Right. And then I realized I can still be around animals if I photograph them. And then I, I loved working with kids. I also worked at the zoo as, um, an edu- at the education center. I worked with the six to eight-year-olds, and I did summer camps. I would teach about, like, the difference between snakes and lizards, like simple things like that. Right. But on my breaks, I would pick up my camera, go photograph the cheetahs, go photograph the snakes. Like, then there was a certain point where it clicked. I'm like, I can do everything with a camera. Very and cool. And that's when I knew. <laughs> And we're going to have a lot more conversation with Sam. In fact, we are going to transition into a conversation about the balance between Sam Cole <laughs> and her photography and her that. gallery management over at Cedar House Gallery. But first, I want to talk to you again about our pledge drive, which we've got going on right now here at WRUU. We are able to do this show here because we're not beholden to anybody. I chose Sam Williams to come on to the show today because I wanted to have Sam on and nobody else told me I couldn't have Sam on. And I'm able to do that to support the art community on a weekly basis 
without any interference from anybody else. This is a totally independent radio station. But this radio station can't be on the air without your help. We don't have any commercial advertisers. We don't have any, uh, you know, you won't be hearing any products for sale here during the breaks here on WRUU. The only way that we can sustain ourselves is by donations from you. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is head on over to WRUU.org and make yourself a donation there. You'll see the donate button at the top of our website. And I'm going to ask you today to consider becoming a serious fan. What that means is a one-time donation of $107.50, and you will get a WRUU travel tumbler if you do that. It's a very nice tumbler, I will say. And I'm also going to tell you a little story. I am a supporter of this station in addition to being a radio show host. And last year, we made our donation, my wife and I, Gretchen. And when we did, I was like, oh, we're going to get a T-shirt. So I'm going to choose the size of the T-shirt that I want because I'm going to be wearing this shirt. And then I was informed by my wife that, no, in fact, the shirt was going to be hers because she loved the shirt so much. So we got her size. In fact, I might have her shirt on right now because it's very tight. Uh, (laughs) I'm actually wearing a WRU shirt. It is a little tight. But that's what I'm talking about is that these are actually very quality gifts. And I've seen the Tumblr and it's a really nice Tumblr. But more than that, of course, you'll be supporting Art on the Air and bringing this show on a weekly basis out to our listening audience, all of you out there, both here and in our archive, allowing us to feature over 250 artists out there in the Savannah community over the past 99 episodes. So head on over to WRUU.org right now and make yourself a donation. I'm suggesting $10 a month, but if you can't do that, Consider making a smaller donation. And if you've never donated before, ah, come on, bring in a donation this time. We really appreciate your help. And let's get back to Sam Williams, who is here because this station does, in fact, exist. (laughs) Sam, and I want to talk again. Let's move into this discussion here about that balance, because we've been talking about your photography, which we've again, there's some of your pieces are up on the Art on the Air Facebook page. And we didn't actually talk about this, but I actually love the piece that you sent with the hair combed across the mouth a very strange sort of surrealistic looking piece um kind of like magritte inspired to me i when looking at it but i want to you're also the gallery director over at cedar house gallery which is one of the best up-and-coming galleries it's a it's a great gallery space and then of course you have the studios there and i know that you spend the majority of your time now your nine to five job or probably more like all the time job. I live there. Just be honest. <laughs> I, I basically live there. And we've been corresponding on Saturday and Sundays on many, many occasions. So that probably means you're also working on Saturday and Sunday. But you have to, of course, balance that between your gallery director role and your role as an artist. And, and I will admit, I didn't know that you had as your artist name Sam Cole. So I would come into your office <laughs> and we would talk. And I didn't realize that all the photography around was your work. I had no idea. Like I just... I mean, I'm not very perceptive anyway, (laughs) but I hadn't put that together. So let's kind of open up a discussion there. Like, are you able to really get your work done? How do you balance that? So yes and no, as in no, I haven't been, but now I'm starting to. Right. So we opened up um, May 18th was Cedar House Gallery's grand opening day. And since then, I have been so nonstop. Only this year? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like months. you guys have done so much great <laughs> stuff in such a short period of time. Thanks. So May 18th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
We got the building, I believe we had talked about it in November of, well, this year, I guess. So we had talked about it in November, we got the building, and then April, we started renovations. And a month later, we were pretty much open. And, then and what's the address again? I know it's on 36th Street. 122 but East 36th Street. 122 East mm-hmm. 36th Street. We okay. are on like Google Maps and all that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you are. But it's such <laughs> a beautiful building. And it like is. I know where it is. So I don't even yeah. think about the address. And it is such a residential street. Um, mm-hmm. 36 itself is all housing. And then Abercorn is our business side. Mm-hmm. So having, we also have an office on the side. And that had been there for years. And so that actually had like its business license and everything. Mm. So by facing Abercorn, we were easily able to expand our license into the house itself but I want to say yes I have been doing art but it's more so when I have time and during my off hours which is why I live there because we're open Tuesday through Saturday so Sunday is kind of my my relaxed day I don't really try to go in sometimes I end up in and then Mondays I'm there working for myself right and if I'm there I put that open sign out anyway Right, right, but, right, right. But, you know, I'm not well, exactly committed. yeah. I'm not exactly wearing my gallery-appropriate clothes and my little dress or whatever. I'm typically in, like, ripped jeans or shorts or something. But still, come on in and talk to me. I'm still right. an artist. I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, I, I wonder if this is with the case with you. As I mentioned, I, you know, we've had over 250 artists on this show now. And one of the things that I found fascinating and kind of unexpected – Although I guess I, this is maybe seems obvious now, but it's like how much I've learned and been inspired by the artists that I have on because like you. So you were talking about like landscapes and like, oh, you're kind of like eh, landscapes. Right. But then you came to appreciate them. There's a lot of stuff like that that I found where we had artists on. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I've totally dismissed stuff like this. And there this is so good. And there's so much more going on here that I was just you know, completely just ignoring like out of my own biases and everything like that. And then I like have learned and I can't specifically say, well, it has influenced me in X way, but it's definitely has influenced me just by kind of being an art advocate and being around all of these like amazing creative people. It is true. I think we all kind of do that, but we all have opinions. And I mean, that's the great thing about art, though, is like something that may not appeal to somebody else may be the thing you fall in love with. Right. And that's where galleries are such a great thing to have. And we have like you may walk into one studio and be like, oh, my gosh, this this is for me. This is made for me. Like, where has this been all my life? Right. And you might walk in the next one and your friend that you came with is all about it and you may not get it. But that's OK. But that's like what I'm saying. That's the great thing about art is it may appeal to someone who it may not appeal to at all. Right, right, right. And you have such a wide variety of artists there. I mean, I'm thinking like. You know, Cynthia Knott's work mm-hmm. is very um, abstract. Yeah, and it's very abstract. And then you have some realism there. I mean, I I shared a a picture on the Art on the Air 1075 Instagram account of a couple of animal pictures from your exhibition that's coming down now. Mm-hmm. That was for the Humane Society, which was a well. How was it connected to the Humane Society? It was a it was a fundraising event yeah. for them and an adoption day. So we okay. had a call for entry. And we did, it was pet and animal themed artwork. 
And the show was up for, during that time, all the work that was sold, a percentage of it went to the Humane Society, um, as well as we had right, a painting right. activity for kids. And we, of course, adults. had, <laughs> well, we did kind of <laughs> open it up for adults later because we kind of realized that when we're open later, we don't get a lot of kids. But during the day, we do. I mean, I walked up and I saw that table and there was canvases there. And I was like, well, you could have done wanna... it. I don't know. Maybe I should have. Yeah, next time. But, it, you know, the point is, is that, you know, you, people probably know Cynthia Knott's work. And mm-hmm. it's very beautiful. These huge landscape pieces that are very abstract you know they've got that that center line that she uses that kind of creates a landscape feel yeah the horizon line and then you compare that to like photographs of of animals and and there's just like there's a lot of contrast there but it's all high quality work it's just it's very different and like you get as a gallery director you get the opportunity to be influenced by different types of work like week after week after week. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going for with Cedar House Gallery. I want it to be a, a like diverse mediums of art. I want, we have a painter, we have a ceramist, we have right now Shay with the, like these sculptures, partly photography. I'm like, Also she's, performance. Yeah, and, like, and painting. And events almost. Oh, yeah. oh, she's wonderful. I can't even like, like as soon as we had, like we were kind of brainstorming, going through all these ideas and it's like, let's do this, let's do this. And it's like, well, what shouldn't we do right. <laughs> at this yeah, yeah. point? No, how do we, yeah. Um, but having like, you know, this, I that's why I think this residency is going to be so good because we're kind of going to flip through different mediums and see into everyone's world there. But while, you know, we got Laura Barton who is there full time yeah. mm-hmm. doing these paintings, like she is my main painter. And then I have and Mark Wilhelm. Um, yeah, I just want to point oh. everybody too to the, to the Art on the Air archives at wruu.org you can listen to our interview with laura barton about her recent exhibition and continue sorry i didn't interrupt you there but we have mark who is our ceramist and then we have cindy mail who does all these incredible fabric like mixed medium Mm -hmm. i i don't even know exactly what they are she also plays with some encaustic work but you know her stuff is very zen she's also a yoga teacher Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that really comes out in her work and you do have a couple of studios still open though right now, yes, aren't you? And you're doing you started doing a kind of like a a new membership program. And mm-hmm. I think right before the, we went on the show, you mentioned that you're going to be doing a special for the listeners right yes. now. So maybe we can throw that out right now. <laughs> so all the like listeners out there, I just put the memberships there up, but they're currently on sale right now, which is a pretty good deal. You should go check it out. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and keep them up today and tomorrow. Um, so anyone who's listening out there, go check out our memberships and get it while it's on sale. That goes for you as well, Rob. (laughs) I know. I've been talking about it. Because the membership doesn't just mean a studio. You know, it's not just renting a studio. There's the option of being in group shows, different kind of levels of membership, and how often you can show and be involved in these things and stuff like that. But it gives you the opportunity to be in this really, I think, new and and exciting up-and-coming space. Oh, yeah. And we have a lot of plans right now. I mean, if you go look at our memberships, there's a lot of things that come with them. And I'm not going to be taking anything down, but I do hope to add to them. We also are hoping to do some art markets eventually. We're actually in the works right now with Starland Yard, talking about doing some art market pop-ups with them. Oh, nice. Nice. So that will be part of our membership plan, hopefully. I mean, obviously, you can say no. You don't have to do every market. (laughs) But yeah, there's some good ones as well as the student membership. Uh, Right now, it does not say that you can have work up in the gallery, but I'm hoping to add that. I want to do like a little student section in our retail space. Very cool. Very cool. Well, look, we're going to let me do this really quick. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. 
I am your host, Rob Hessler, and our in-studio guest is Sam Cole, artist, photographer, and director of Cedar House Gallery under her alter ego, Sam Williams. So look for that over there at Cedar House. Let's get into our final segment here with Sam. Three big questions. And now it's time for Three Big Questions with your host, Rob Hessler. And this is Three Big Questions. Now, I am going to chastise you listening audience right now. Nobody submitted a single question, and yet we had like 40 RSVPs to listen to this on our Facebook event. So I know you all are out there. Nobody submitted questions, but that's okay because that means that we get to have the best questions from my brilliant mind. I have come up with three big questions for Sam Cole. Let's start with this one, the deepest, darkest one. What is your biggest fear? Um, <laughs> oh, I get this one all the time. I hate this question. What is my biggest fear? Um, Being on the radio on Art on the Air. I literally never know how to answer this one. So like, I always say goat cheese, which is so stupid. What? I do not like goat cheese. I'm always scared I'm going to eat it because I think it's so disgusting. <laughs> and there's so many cheeses out there that I love that look like goat cheese. Do you hear this, Gretchen? <laughs> I'm going to show a shout out to my wife there because like she's she. Lo- I mean, if it has goat cheese on it, like the restaurant special, it has goat cheese. She's ordering. It. OK, well, we can go together and she can always have my goat cheese. <laughs> you hear me, Gretchen? We're going to be new best friends. <laughs> Well, that is just crazy, and I love it. That is a really – that's – wow, you know, I mean, it's – I mentioned this on the show before, but my – one of my biggest fears is uh, an irrational fear of being electrocuted to death by a toaster, and that's a very real thing. Like, I have to unplug the toaster before I pull the toast down. Mm -hmm. I'm very scared, but I think goat cheese is way more ridiculous than that. (laughs) Like, the first time I ever had it when I was like – like 12 or 13 I actually had like a nightmare I went home and my my aunt kept trying to get me to we were at some fancy restaurant and I was like fine I'll try it and I hated it and I think I got like food poisoning or something that next morning and I blamed the goat cheese and then I had you know like when you're in that like really sick like like phase where you go through like nightmares or you're like yeah, night yeah. sweats but the fever well, dreams and stuff yeah, yeah I had yeah. the bad fever dreams and my whole family turned into goat cheese and I had to eat them to save them so <laughs> yeah wow 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 so, so man cheese. I feel like we should yes. have talked about this to start the, the interview then we might have gone in an entirely different way <laughs> told All you right. I was weird <laughs> let's get to our second question which of the six Lord of the Rings movies is your favorite mm. Okay. Can I count the Hobbit? Yeah, I mean that's Actually, the that's part that's of the part six. Of it, I mean. Yeah. So the first of the three Hobbit movies? The last one. The last Definitely of the, the last of the one. Hobbit movies. Now yeah. you might all be asking, why the heck am I asking about this? <laughs> Sam told me recently that her and her boyfriend Hank watched all six movies over a weekend that is crazy it was actually more like a night like well <laughs> it was the hurricane our hurricane when we were locked in oh my during gosh. this curfew and we started like probably in the afternoon and next thing you know we're like hey the sun's rising it's a new day <laughs> well shall we keep going <laughs> oh my gosh next well you know, i love those it. movies and they're going to have a television show soon Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. I saw on that. Amazon, so I know somebody that's going to be watching that. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's get to our last question. Who is the tallest artist that you know? The tallest artist I know. Who just towers over you? Everybody, because I'm 5'2". <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, I mean, that's, like, normal. I guess I think of Gretchen as, like, 5'1 or 5'3 or something. I don't know. Sorry, Gretchen. I'll say you're 5'3. I'll, I'll err on the side of height. Oh, man. See, she's, she's taller. She might be 5'1. I don't know. I guess... The tallest artist? artist? I mean, I know a lot of tall people. My brother's 6'4". He took all the tall, but he's not an artist whatsoever. Well, <laughs> we'll have to defer on that. How about the... Well, I don't want to say the short... I'll ask you an alternative question okay. here. What is one medium that you've never had a chance to work with that you'd really like to give a try? Why am I so bad at these on the spot? Because you're on the spot. Yeah. This is where I would have missed <laughs> David Laughlin's kalimba. Bing bong, bing oh bong, my bing gosh. bong, bing <laughs> bong. Can I get like... Like A, B, C. Can sure. You some options. Yeah. So, are, like, um, with? Uh, let's see here. Let's go with video arts. A, B, miming, and C, <laughs> doing a mural. I think I could do a mural. It wouldn't look great because I'm not a painter, but I could definitely have fun with that. I'd probably pull in some like. Image transfers. Yeah, I was so wondering. Like, maybe you could like, do a photographic yeah, mural, right? Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Sam Cole is going to be the newest muralist here in Savannah. <laughs> and we've got to wrap up our interview here with you, Sam. It's been a real pleasure to have you on Art on the Air today. Thank you for coming into the studio to sit down with me and chat for a bit. Yeah, thank you. And, of course, you can find it's Sam Cole Arts. Sam Cole Studios. Sam Cole Studios on Instagram Cedar House Gallery SAV also on Instagram and Cedar House Gallery SAV.com is the website for Cedar House if you want to check out those memberships that she mentioned. Sam Williams, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air today. Thank you again. Let's get to this last little message I've got for you about our pledge drive. And then we're going to get to our field notes. We've got two field notes to end the show. This show again and this station is diverse. It's passionate. You always find the unexpected on this station. You've got art on the air. After this, you got some of that old Savannah magic. That is total craziness. That's the kind of thing that you can only get on WRUU. But in order to do that, we need your help. We need your donations at WRUU.org. Lewis is literally dancing with excitement right now about the possibility of making his yearly donation to WRUU. Yeah. And he stepped in here to give us a little bit. <laughs> and I'm going to suggest you out there, you listeners, consider becoming a serious fan of the station. I mean, serious. $107.50 as a one-time donation or $10 per month as a monthly donation. And if you do that, listen up, people. You will get a WRUU travel tumbler. So if you want to get that WRU tumbler to be one of the coolest kids out there at the coffee shop, you know, you can bring it with you. You can get it refilled. You're helping the environment as well as and helping And make sure WRU. to add the question mark. And add the question mark, whatever w that means. WRUU. WRUU? Yeah, are you? Go to WRUU.org to make that donation now. We would greatly appreciate it. And as I mentioned, we've had 250 artists on our show over the last 99 episodes. Great job. If each one of you become serious fans, that will pay our entire budget for the year for this station. So go ahead and head on over to WRUU.org now and make that donation. We're going to finish up the show with a double dose of field notes. First with Christopher Monroe over at the Cultural Arts Center talking about the new lecture series there. 
and then Lisa Rundstrom, who's going to give us all of the details on the Hello Neighbor Community Pride Parade, which is going to be a great event this Saturday over at Forsyth Park. Thank you to Sam Williams for being in the studio today. Sam Cole for being in the <laughs> studio today. One person. Next just one. week, just one person. Just Next me. week, we're going to have Angela Burson in the studio, whose exhibition Peep Show opens Friday, October 16th at Location Gallery. We will talk to you all next week. Enjoy these wonderful field notes. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I'm with Christopher Monroe. We're talking about a new public art lecture series that's happening over at the Cultural Arts Center. Christopher, why don't you give us the details? This is going to be at the Savannah Cultural Arts Center, which is at the corner of MLK and Oglethorpe, this Thursday at 6 p.m. It's free and open to the public. This will be the first of three in a series of public art lecture series, but it's going to be sort of a discussion. It's going to be a roundtable discussion with me moderating, and the three of these are going to have three panel guests per session. This first one is going to have Clinton Admister of Starlandia and the Starland Mural Project, Jose Ray, who's a muralist and artist, and Ryan Jarls, who is with the MPC. So we're going to have a sort of discussion. It's not going to be like one person just standing there lecturing, and we'd love to have as many people come out as possible to have a big dynamic discussion rather than just one person standing up and talking. So as the person who's going to be guiding the discussion, sort of what angle are you coming from? So there's three in the series, and this first one is going to be Intro to Public Art. The next one in November is going to be Public Art Funding, and the third one is going to be Getting It Done, quote-unquote. So this one is going to be an intro to public art. We're going to go through the process of what it's like to apply for public art in Savannah, but it's not going to be strictly technical. We want to have a larger discussion about what's possible in Savannah, what, what has been done before, what maybe some good ideas, what are maybe not good ideas. So the, the theme is going to be intro to public art, but then we're going to hopefully broaden it to be about basically whatever anybody wants. It's interesting because you're the moderator, but you're also the vice chair of the Historic Sites and Monuments Commission, and you probably know as much about this subject and how this public art stuff works as any of your panelists. Yeah, that's kind of the idea, hopefully, because I have been uh, now on the commission for almost five years. And for those that don't know, that is the approving body of public art. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of different projects come through and hopefully I'm well placed to moderate this discussion. I guess people can be the judge of that. But, yeah, hopefully if anybody has any questions about the process between myself and Ryan at the NPC, we should be able to answer pretty much anything. A lot of our audience is composed of artists and curators and people who might be interested in doing this. Are you going to be able to take questions from the audience? Yes, definitely. We're going to have a roundtable discussion with me moderating, sort of steering the discussion around public art, as I said, and, but then set aside a chunk of time at the end to have an audience Q&A. So that is, to me, a really integral element of this discussion series. I want artists to come out and people who are interested in public art, but also just anybody else who might have ideas about what is possible in Savannah. So we're definitely going to have a large component of this be a Q&A from the public. Just so that way people who are maybe hearing about this for the first time can start to think about the future events you have, what's the plan as far as the other two parts? Because obviously you've got this one coming up tomorrow, Thursday, October 10th at 6 p.m. at the Savannah Cultural Arts Center. But when can we expect these other events? 
So the next one is in November, mid-November, and that one's going to be on public art funding. I'm still finalizing the guests for that. The final one is in mid-December, and I have confirmed the panel as Jerome Meadows, Aaron Westling, and Stephanie Rains, who used to be at Telfair, but she is now in Athens, and she is driving down to Savannah to have this conversation with us. Well, that's a really amazing panel in December, but of course, we're looking forward to this one coming up tomorrow, October 10th at 6 p.m. Again, at the Cultural Arts Center, there is ample street parking all around the area. Christopher Monroe, thank you so much for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. Thanks a lot, Rob. Really appreciate the support, as always. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I'm with Lisa Rundstrom, and we're talking about the Hello Neighbor Community Pride Parade that's happening this Saturday in Forsyth Park. Tell us what the event is all about. The event is all about meeting your neighbor and meeting your neighbors outside of your direct neighbors to the left and right of your home, but going out into the community and meeting the neighbors that you may never have an opportunity to run into. The event is really trying to get us to engage with one another in new ways and in more conscious and mindful ways than we have been. And so really kind of looking at this as a social tool and, and a way to meet and to engage with one another. I think it's interesting that you're focusing on this. I know that you've only been in Savannah for a couple of years. This is something that is very clear to me when I kind of observe the city as a whole. I actually, in the neighborhood that I live in, which is Parkside, we're next to the Edgemere neighborhood, and there is a road, 52nd Street, which goes between our two neighborhoods. And I will even say that some city officials and others almost act as though we're living on different sides of the world when really it's just one block away. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's one of the things that kind of inspires this. You know, my neighbors on both sides of me specifically are very different. They have very different perspectives. I enjoy trying to find a way to not be so divisive and, uh, you know, bring a reason to connect with one another and started thinking about causes right and uh, part of that being this is a port town and tourism and all these other kind of things that create differences in economic structures that are happening in Savannah and obviously history as well and so just you know thinking about that and how I was relating to it and knowing that other people also were relating the main purpose behind it of course is to meet your neighbors but it's not just let's all show up and meet each other you've got a lot of really fun things planned for the event so why don't you tell our listening audience what exactly is going to be happening during this event there are a lot of cool things happening we're going to start out with yoga i've been a yoga instructor and practitioner for years and i find that that does just a tremendous amount for my mind and for grounding and just clarity kelly boyd from savannah yoga center is going to be teaching the class and we also have other yoga groups that are associated with the parade are coming to practice as well and then we have a t-shirt component where people can come and um, they could either pre-make t-shirts we've had a t-shirt drop off at the sentient bean 
and I have students, I have volunteers, the Urban Mentoring Academy, Boom Band has been screen printing and heat pressing t-shirts with me and so it's been a lot of fun and then we also have a community tree it's actually arranged as per voting district and so it's districts one through six and then the outlying areas and people can come write their name and tell what they love about savannah and hang it on their district spot on the tree and then i also teach 4d art media at scad and so some of my students are coming and doing some performances we have a meditation that's going to be happening throughout the whole parade and then we have several musicians playing we have Ha Ha Hysteria we have Zulu Prophet and we have Reverend Bro Diddley so we have them on the schedule and then we have some vendors and the vendors are actually helping support the event there is a $20 vendor fee so trying to keep that very minimal so that people can easily participate but really getting involvement from the community that way as well and kind of buy-in from the community this is something they support this is something they want to have happening in the community and so that has been great it starts at five with yoga from five to six and then music six to seven a parade at seven it's going to be one march around the park from seven to seven thirty and then some music to wrap up the day it is at forsyth park and it is october 12th this saturday starting at five ending around 9 30 or 10. Lisa Runstrom, this sounds like an incredible event. Thank you so much for giving our listening audience all the details, and thank you for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. All right. Thank you so much. I'm not a robot. That does it for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler, here on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. You can catch Art on the Air live every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also catch the last 10 episodes of our show on the WRUU archives. That's at www.wruu.org forward slash shows forward slash art dash on dash the dash air. And again, you can listen to the last 10 episodes there, including this one. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch up with you next week where we'll have another great artist on the air. Love.